0: And Andrina here with Finding Your Five. This podcast is based off the concept that you are the
1: average of the five people you hang out with most. So you want to elevate your life? Surround yourself with good people. And the individuals we are interviewing, anyone would be lucky to have in their group of five. for another episode with Finding Your Five. I really, really like this episode. I say that about all of them, but each one leaves a mark with me. But um, we have an athlete on today. Mm -hmm. And, Trina, I don't know what it is about athletes, but it always kind of makes me think like underdog story where, you know, we had to sacrifice and work really hard and karate kid comes to mind. and Dedication. Dedication or Rocky. And so I'm always excited about... Rocky. (laughs) Rocky. You know. So dedicated. He was. He was. Okay. Anyway, who do we really have today? It is an athlete, you guys, and it
0: just makes me excited. Yeah. Shannon Evans is her name. Doing gymnastics is her game. I like it. (laughs) She's done gymnastics for 20 years.
1: Which that in itself is really amazing because I can't think of anything that I've done for 20 years aside from stuffing my face with chocolate.
0: Mm. (laughs) worth it (laughs) worth it so that's impressive in itself okay yeah so she's an all-american gymnast Um, she was team captain of her team in college her junior and her senior year so she ended her college career this year she graduated but it was a very interesting senior year for her just with all the covid stuff that's been going on and the world shutting down all that happened about the same time as her senior tadas if yeah. you will it's a very interesting story that she's going to tell us and um and if you hear sniffles it's probably me
1: because i got a little uh-huh. teary eyed and i'm trying to hold yeah. it together just the, because this you have to imagine this is someone kind of her Olympics. I mean, this This was her senior year,
0: the end of her career, if you will.
1: And then you had to deal with the disappointment of COVID and and how she handled that. And I think she has a really cool story of how she still made her senior year happen
0: Mm -hmm. and be the senior year she wanted. So excited for you guys to hear her story. So being a gymnast is a full-time job. How did you balance family, friends, and those relationships with your dedication to this sport?
2: Yeah, well, I think it goes back to my personality of being a doer, being a go-getter, and like kind of not taking no for an answer. (laughs) And that was how I was with a lot of my relationships. Anything I do, I put my all into. So have you always had a good work ethic or has gymnastics
1: inspired that discipline in you?
2: Yeah, I actually do. I think I have a very natural drive to do things. Gymnastics did that for me. It's a very humbling sport. It's one that contains very few rewards, But the rewards are so sweet that, like, you would do anything to get them, and lots and lots of failure. I have lived a life of failure (laughs) day in and day out. I've, like, literally fallen on my face every day, you know, like that I've been alive. I've fallen on my butt. I've fallen on my back I've fallen on my stomach I've fallen on my face there's so many ways to fall and there's like a way to do that metaphorically but really I did it physically every single day and so but I bet it was you were so
0: graceful about it
2: yes. oh yeah <laughs> and my and coaches I actually fall. said I was the least graceful faller because oh. yeah. <laughs> I'd get so mad when I fall I just like flail my body around
0: but no so you've been falling on your face for 20 years
1: yeah so what keeps you motivated to keep coming back
2: I think that's uh, where the love of the sport comes in. I didn't do gymnastics for the rewards. Uh I think that's the difference there. If I had been doing it for reward, I would have been done a long time ago. (laughs) I would not have carried through. But I did it because I loved it and because it made me a better me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't seeking for somebody else's approval. I wasn't looking for accolades. I wasn't looking for recognition like I doing my thing, enjoying it. And if I happened to like be really good at it, like great. That was really fun. And then when I got to that point where I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty good at this." humbled. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm grateful that I was immediately humbled most of the time after I felt like I was doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's important that there's always something to work on. And I think that's what gymnastics also did for me. I feel like there are certain things that you need to look at the end goal sometimes in order to get you through but a lot of life is about the journey and about enjoying the little things. Little daily efforts is what is going to get you to yeah. where you want to be. And then once you get to where you want to be, there's somewhere else to be. Yeah. Like there's um I my coach who I would also probably add to my five. My club coach, Jimmy Pratt, he I remember being so frustrated with myself one day because he would often remind me to have a better attitude or not be so hard on myself or you need to do better at this or let's get a little better at this. And me being my little girl self, I was like, he is just never proud of me. Like he, uh, it's never enough. It's never, I'm never enough. (laughs) That's how I felt. And I took him aside one time and he's like, what is going on? I was like, I feel like I'm never enough. Like, I just want you to say like, good job, Shannon. You did it. Like you did it. Because there were a lot of times in club where I did have those moments where I felt like I did it. And he just looked at me and kind of shook his head. And I was like, here we go. And he (laughs) goes, Shan, if I told you that you did it, then there'd be nothing else to do. I will never tell you that you've arrived. Those words will never come out of my mouth. Not while you're a gymnast, not after gymnastics. I will never tell you that you've arrived because I'm only hurting you. I'm only hindering you if I tell you that you did it. Good job. Way to go. Like there are times for praise and he found times for that. So I'm not saying that he wasn't praiseworthy by any means, but he did a really good job at teaching me to always want more and always do better. Like there's there's goals and once you achieve them, good job. Pat yourself on the back. Enjoy the moment. And then strive for something better and like new and if you don't get it don't get so hard on yourself brush it off that's the humbling part get back up and keep going and so those words and that conversation like I can vividly remember him and me standing in that gym I can visualize where it was and those words coming out of his mouth. And I went home and cried. (laughs) And I was like, Jimmy said the meanest thing to me today. I just didn't get it. Like still as a little girl, I was like, I cannot believe. I, I was pouring my heart out to him, telling him that I just really needed him to tell me good job. And he wouldn't. And I look back on that and I like all I can say is, thank you like thank you for not telling me that I had arrived thank you for not telling me you did it because I still haven't done it and guess what I probably will never arrive in this life I don't think any of us will and that's a belief that I have and how grateful I am for that because life would be really boring if you arrived when you were 15 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, you'd have nothing else to do so right
0: I don't have to worry about that.
2: Yeah, that's not going to be a problem I'm for me. Good. <laughs> We're good. Three. So okay, sorry. so
0: I'll need to show you this Yeah, Instagram video that I saw. I want to see you. yours. You've oh. seen it. You lived it.
2: I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so
0: at this point, there's this routine that you did on the bars. You landed. You stuck the landing, and the whole place was like, it was so crazy. It was dead silent for like nobody knew what to do because... <laughs> They knew they just saw something incredible, and they weren't sure what to do. And it was just quiet, and then all of a sudden, like her hands go up. You know how they. I know. Is after? I love that
1: part. I'll do that part all day. That's fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> hands go up, and everyone just explodes, like cheering, like yeah. they couldn't believe it at that point. Did you at least a little bit think that? Okay, I made it. I've arrived, because that was incredible.
2: <laughs> it was so. <laughs> oh. It was so good. I don't. I don't know if that, if those words would go through my mind. Because I'd been trained never to think those words, but I will say that when I had those routines and you just, you just know that it was a dang good routine, I'll give myself the credit. I'll stick that dismount. And while I'm saluting the word, yes, like goes (laughs) through my head, just like, good job. Like that, you trained for that. That's what you worked for. Like proud of you, and then then you critique the rest of the routine because <laughs> it's not a ten. <laughs> and so that's the bad part about gymnasts and gymnastics is because sometimes it can be hard to find the good. But I made myself celebrate my successes. Yeah. There, I feel like there are a lot of people who feel like being humble and uh, being submissive are um, not celebrating the good things that they do in life. And I think it is so important to celebrate your successes like and to celebrate your friends and your spouse and your children and your like family's successes and be so happy because it there're little moments in life that you just want to savor forever and if you just look back on it and and you're trying to be what other people would call humble i don't think humility is not giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and letting yourself feel A little bit of a pat on the back. I think it's I think that's what you worked for. I think it with anything in life, not just with athletics.
0: Tell us about your senior
2: year. Senior year was hard. I had so many injuries my senior year. I tore quite a bit of cartilage in throughout my ribs. And so every time I would try to do anything gymnastics related, I would just feel this pop like right back here in my left rib cage. And it was debilitating and one meet later something happened in my Achilles. It felt like it was just gonna tear. Senior night was coming up and I was I just said a little prayer in the bathroom before I went to work out when I was rehabbing my Achilles back and I was like, Heavenly Father, like if I can, please let me. Please just give me the go and I'll know, like I'll feel it. But if I can't then it's okay. I'll be okay ending it like this. I really will. And it was hard, like it was so hard in that bathroom stall, just like giving all of it up and saying, it's okay. You know, just because for me, it is everything like that was my life. And so it seems so silly, but really it felt like that. I was just, I really was in that moment, totally fine with giving all of it away and being happy with my previous three years. That would be really tough. What did you end up doing? I went to practice that day. And I did floor routines for the first time and I did bar landings for the first time and I vaulted for the first time and my coaches were all ready to put me in for senior night so that I could have an all around meet um, my senior night. And I went to surprise my husband for his last meet ever as a diver in Washington, right when things started getting weird with uh, COVID and I snuck out anyway, and they're like, they might close down the state, like, then you wouldn't be back for senior night. I was like, I'll drive. Like, I will rent a car and I'll drive back. Don't worry about it, but I'm not missing his last ever meet. I found out on Monday that I wasn't going to have practice on Wednesday, and I was like, done. I'll book a flight. Like, I just booked a flight right there. Surprised him and was able to, like, watch him finish up his last ever collegiate meet, and it was, like, so It just gave me all the feels for what it was going to feel like for me finishing up my last ever collegiate meet. And then I got on the plane on the way to Seattle. I saw a fellow gymnast from UCLA like post, oh, senior night this week. Like I couldn't be more happy. And I'm so excited to finish this off on a good note. And I just DM'd her and was like, hey, good luck. Like live up every moment. You're going to love it. You're amazing. And I got a DM back where it was like they canceled it. So are you freaking out at this point? I couldn't believe it. Like, my mind, I was like, how? No. (laughs) Senior night, like, UCLA, they're, no. I really, I was, like, shook. And I was like, man, I am so glad that BYU is not doing that. Because that would just tear me apart. So in a matter of a day... I started hearing everything closed down. And I was like, this is not happening. Like, this is so surreal. I've never seen anything or heard anything like this. I called my athletic director and I was like, what is happening? My senior (laughs) night is this Friday. Wait. Like if it, if it's on the line, please wait. Like I, I need this. (laughs) I need this. Goodbye. If anything, like I, and he reassured me, he said, Shannon, we're not going to take away your senior night. Like, we're having a meeting about it tomorrow. I doubt anything crazy will change. I know that things will go. We will start implying a shutdown the Monday following your senior night. But this week, as far as I know, is still open. And I was like, yes, okay. Totally at peace, ready to do my thing. Really excited. The next day, because I called them the night before I left Seattle, after I got off the plane, I had like 30 messages on my group me team chat talking about how senior night was just canceled. 30 minutes later, conference was canceled. Then regionals was canceled, and then the whole world shut down. And I was like, but my senior night was canceled before BYU even canceled school, and I was like, This is so typical of BYU (laughs) to just cancel all the filmmakers go to school. I'm, like, crying in my car with my husband. I'm, like, typical. And then school was canceled, like, an hour later, so I felt a little better, honestly. But never in my whole life did I think that (laughs) my career would end like that. It happens. It went the way that it was supposed to, but the three years before my senior year, like, I... I'll remember them forever like they were so worth it and they made up for the crappy ending in my opinion so
1: oh that's so hard because I'm a kind of person who needs closure and it doesn't sound like you got to have closure but I did get
2: a little bit of closure I ended up because I'm just like you I can't I have to say goodbye and I wanted that last meet to say this is the last time I'll compete in this field house, on this floor. This is the last time I'll compete on these bars. Like, I needed that, especially for bars. And so when I found out that the NCAA was not going to extend the year of eligibility to winter sports, which gymnastics is a winter sport, I snuck back into BYU because my fingerprint works on their little... (laughs) Yes, tell this story, (laughs) (laughs) Jim. Oh, this is good. This is good. And I did bars for the last time. I invited just my family, so my mom and dad and... My husband and my sister were there. I have a few other family members that were facetiming with us and mm-hmm. watching me just do bars and I was in there for about 2 hours like swinging and I ended up doing one more routine and stuck my dismount and like it it was my closure, it was what I needed. Yeah. It wasn't what I expected but it, it was what I needed. Yeah. And they caught it on film and so I'll be able to look back on it forever and say, "Well, that was that was <laughs> That was what it gave me my closure, and I'll be able to say goodbye yeah. to the sport based off of that.
1: <laughs> right? I know, it's such a TV movie. And I'd be crying on the couch. My kids would be like, are you crying? <laughs> yes, okay. Um, well, I have a question. Um, say you are a gymnastics coach. What kind of... Um, Not talent wise, but personality wise. What would be your top characteristics that you would look for like a gymnast that you're like, okay, this person has potential because of their certain attribute attitude
2: wise. It's like really funny that you just brought that up, actually, because my main long term goal is to definitely be a collegiate coach. I would look for somebody who wants it. You can teach and instruct and constructive criticism all you want, but you can't make somebody want it. And I know that there are tons of coaches and parents out there that wish that they could do that for a kid just to like instill that drive in them. But really, it's something that you can't teach. They have to learn and they, well, you can teach it a little bit, but it has to be something that they choose to grasp onto. It's not something that you can just present and it's easily accepted. One of my favorite quotes is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard mm, so like when, the, when the kid has all the talent in the mor- world it just doesn't matter quite frankly <laughs> it it won't matter if you don't have the drive if you don't have the will then it's not going where you want it to go it won't take it you there you have to take it there you know yeah I learned a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta find my drive somewhere.
2: Gotta find my drive somewhere. Yeah. I don't think I left it. Where I'm where gonna go I out put and get that. that? Where did I
1: put that? <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you found a lot of solid people, like with your family and within your team. You know, you had your roommate who was amazing, right? She was on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Angel, truly really was an angel. She
2: really was, actually.
1: How do absolutely. you feel like people can go about finding, you know, people that elevate them? What's your your tips? Because you've had people that have been fantastic and you've had people that, you know, maybe haven't been
2: as fantastic. I think it comes down to how somebody makes you feel. I think it's hard to avoid being around people that bring you down and make you feel sad. I think it's very easy to want to be accepted by everybody. That's a human nature desire to just kind of want to be wanted maybe that's the first step I would say is setting who you want to be like what do I want to see in myself what do I want to become and again you might never arrive but at least you'll have some of those qualities developing throughout your life that will just make you a better person as you go and if the people that you're hanging around or a person that you're hanging around or somebody that you're dating or somebody that walks by your house every once in a while and says hi it doesn't matter really who it is or what uh, how much interaction you have with them if they aren't doing that for you and they aren't helping you live up to your own standards then that's when you have to kind of decide that hey this person might be a little toxic for me they might not be somebody that I should surround myself with and still be kind and still be cordial but to realize that that's maybe not somebody that you should be spending your time with. Good
1: answer. I have one more question, is that okay? Go for it. If you if someone had a child who really had that drive and wanted to go beyond just once a week at wherever. i was going to say rec center, but rec center is great too, but anyway, whatever. Anyway, fast forward. But if you <laughs> but if somebody wanted to like become a serious gymnast, what kind of like questions would they ask at these different facilities to kind of know that, you know, this this place would be a good fit or a good mm-hmm. path? I know every person's different, so it's not maybe like one size fits all answer, but are there certain things you want to hear when you're asking these questions to know, yeah, this would be good. Stay clear from this kind of gym's philosophy.
2: Yeah. I would kind of maybe talk to owner or if the owner is too hard to get to, then talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about Yeah, and ask them first off up to what level do they have? Cause there's 10 levels in gymnastics. And if you're going to a gym that only goes to level seven, like that's where your daughter or your son's going to be capped off at. Okay. Um, and it seems like a silly question. And if the, if the owner or, the person that you're talking to answers with, oh, we don't do levels here. Not a good place. You do levels. That's <laughs> how gymnastics works. Right. So that would probably be the first question that I ask. And then the next question that I ask, if they say that the, that they go to all the way up to level 10, then I'd ask how many team members do they have on their level 10 team? And then I'd go home and I'd do a little research because guess what? The internet is a beautiful thing and there are stats out there and you can see how well club gyms do. And if they're not like... If they don't even have a website, that's your first step in knowing that probably this isn't the place I want to be. And there are a lot of gyms that are just starting up too, so I don't want to like throw those under the radar because I think that when your kid is just starting, you could put them in anywhere really, Mm -hmm. even the rec center, even the rec center. I love
0: the
1: I'm a rec center girl, you know. (laughs) I'm just I'm just saying.
2: I'm a product of the rec center. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm a product,
0: byproduct.
1: I'm, a I'm, I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, I'm just teasing. But um, when you said like level ten, how many people are you saying you want it to be like a smaller group that's in level ten or a larger group? When yeah, you want to many-
2: make sure that they have a few level tens. Like, okay people that you can work out with. Because I mean, this whole podcast is about who you surround yourself by. If you are surrounding yourself with really good gymnasts, not just people, but really good gymnasts, they push you to be better. You learn from the people that you're watching. And so if you're kind of like paving the path for everybody in that facility, it it can be done. I'm not going to say that it can't be, but it's definitely a lot harder to learn that way. And so that's why you want it to be a developed gym that have athletes that are going there that are very good mm-hmm. that you can learn from and that your daughter or son can learn from when they're doing it mm-hmm. so i mean not like it doesn't need to be like 20 level 10s or anything like right. that like five or six seven like that's a good number okay. i would say
0: shannon thank you so much for spending this time with us
2: thank you so, so yeah much. absolutely it's been awesome